And I hope that if we influence even just one or two kids to, to fall in love and learning and give them a better outcome in their life, if me, my wife, my family, the business can make a, a positive impact on, on, on young kids and hopefully through that make the world a little bit better. I don't know what else, uh, you know, is worth working on. I mean, that that's what gets me really excited. Hey there, I'm Scotty from Recharge. And on this episode of Hit Subscribe, we're chatting with Daniel Somek, co-founder and co-CEO of Captain Mail. Captain Mail is a subscription business which sends educational letters and toys to kids powered by Encyclopedia Britannica. The letters are personalized and vibrant and focus on inspiring a love of learning and sparking thoughtful conversations with parents and caregivers. Daniel shares with us how his previous work experience led to founding the business, why the company's mission of inspiring a love of learning is so close to his heart, as well as how Captain Mail focuses on customer excellence, credibility, and giving back to the community. There's a lot to get to, so let's jump in. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, Scotty. Thank you so much for, for having me on your show. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into Captain Mail. But first, yeah, tell me how you got here to where you are now. Absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. So I am originally from Jerusalem. I was born and raised there. And after serving three years in the Israeli military, I had to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I've been playing basketball since I was a young kid. It was a big passion of mine. And I was looking for ways to be able to continue playing after the army and decided to try and come to, to the U.S. in a basketball scholarship. I thought that could be a great opportunity to play, but also get my education and, and kind of start my life and started applying to, to universities in the U.S. And, and send samples of me playing and after a long search uh, and a bit of luck, I, I got recruited by the University of Connecticut and it was the number one basketball school in the country at the time. And I, I couldn't believe it. It was like my wildest dream coming true. And I played my heart out. I played as well as I can. But at the end of the trip, I, I kind of knew in my heart that basketball is not going to be how I make a living. These guys are just unbelievable and decided to try and focus more on my education and ultimately ended up at Yeshiva University in New York. And it was a great academic school. I still got to play basketball. And it was just much easier for me to, to make that transition into to a new country and, and be part of a, a culture and environment that was easier for me to assimilate in. Totally, totally. And then where did it go from there? How do we start yeah. working towards the old e-commerce? Yep. So after graduating, I, I majored in uh, international business and economics. And, and my first job after graduating was at, at PwC, the big accounting firm. Yes. And it, it was such a exciting opportunity for me to be part of such a big company and really understand and learn what it takes to be a professional. And admittedly, accounting was not one of my passions. So <laughs> I was looking for, for a new opportunity and came across... Uh, this great program at a company called Thomson Reuters, which was a, it was called the Business Graduate Program, which is a two-year rotational program where you get to see a lot of different parts of the company. And in my first rotation, I got to be a client specialist. So it was a, a client-facing role. I got to go out to all the big banks. And then in my second rotation, I worked in a marketing role, marketing icon. So really understanding how to market it, what resonates with the customers, all the different channels of how to get the word out and highlighting the, the value propositions of the product. So that was a, a nice way to learn a little bit more about marketing and experience, you know, what it takes to, to start some campaigns and see results. Uh, and, and after that rotation, I decided to take a completely different 
turn and, and join the, the news division. So I joined the consumer facing news website at, at Reuters.com as a business development uh, position. And, and I had some success in that role and it really helped me gain my confidence in, in the company and be able to, to try new things. And one day I was looking into the internal communications of the company and there was a post about uh, this business competition that they were having. And it, it seemed like a really exciting opportunity. And I was the kind of person who always loved to take part in everything that the company was doing and, and thought, you know, I had a personal problem in the company and maybe I can come up with an idea and, and, and submit it through the competition. And, and that problem was that there was, you know, I think 150,000 employees at the time working for the company. And just in, just in the office where I worked in New York, you know, there's maybe five, 10,000 people there. And you know the people in your team, you know the people around you, but there's someone who could be, you know, three, four rows down from you that you, you know, walk by every day, but for whatever reason, you just never stop to say hello and introduce yourself. And I came up with this idea called Converge, which was an application that connected uh, three employees at a time based on their skills, interests, where they were located. And, and, and then we were had this integration with the calendar so we can find the best date and time and it would send them an invitation to meet in person. So all they had to do is sign up once and they would get curated invitations. And everybody wants to be included, wants to meet, but nobody likes to do that initiation part of it. So this kind so of, took funny. of it. Yeah, I took that out of the equation and, and it was really successful. It was, a, you know, I, I, I should say it wasn't immediate success, but yeah, <laughs> I, submitted the, I submitted the idea and, and it got rejected and, I kept believing in it and, and garnered more support around the company, submitted again, got rejected again. And then the third time I, I submitted, you know, I think half of you know, I was able to to garner half of the executive team support on it. And they just said, like, just let him do it already. And uh you clearly know, he's passionate. Just let him run with yeah. it. Yeah. It was such a fun and unbelievable experience that I got to learn so much about, you know, entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's your first taste. Yes, it was kind yeah. of my first take on it and taking an idea from my head and how do you bring it into into you know into reality and have people use it and um truly truly I'm grateful for that opportunity I was able to to scale the application to you know have several thousand employees participating we, we were able to to have it be adopted among different offices around the world but unfortunately some of my efforts got cut short there was a lot of major restructuring in the company and, and unfortunately it, it got discontinued and i moved on to look for a new opportunity but i was just so grateful for them giving oh, yeah. the opportunity for being able to experience something like that and it really set me up uh, to what i was doing today and after that experience, you know, everybody was talking about startups and startups. So I was looking to join a startup and I was lucky to join a really exciting startup in New York called Jetty. And they were growing fast and they had a really smart, great team there and a great culture. And I, I truly enjoyed my time there and learned a lot from the team. And unfortunately, when COVID hit, like millions of others, I, I lost my job and found myself at home with my wife and uh, our young children and had all this time to spend with them and observe them more than I normally get to and notice how much they were glued to their screens between the online Zoom classes that they had to do at the time and then watching movies and playing on their iPads and video games. And it was, it was more than we would like to admit. And I also noticed that the one thing they got excited about each day is when we as a family got something in the mail, packages, letters, they run to the door, they would want to see what it is. And they always had the same questions around the letters, which was, why was it never for them, right? And in reality, it was all bills and junk mail, but 
and gave my wife Sigalit and I this idea of how can we channel all that enthusiasm they have for that into something more beneficial than just buying them more toys or things they didn't really need. And, and it really all started as a fun family project. We started writing our own letters to our children. Uh, we saw how much they enjoyed it, how much they were learning from it, and, and the fun quality time it created for all of us. And, and we quickly realized this could be something that many other families could benefit from and, and a nice idea for a business and came up with this concept of, of Captain Mail where we send out these fun, beautiful educational letters with paper craft toys delivered to kids' mailboxes every single week. And, and every week is a different theme for them to learn about. Uh, this, for example, is our, is our spice-themed letter. And, and the first thing you see is the artwork, which is really meant to draw you in and, and get the kids' imagination going. And all the content is licensed through Encyclopedia Britannica Kids. So great factual, credible information. And that was important for us, you know, starting a company. We wanted the customers to know that they can trust the content and, and it's accurate and especially mm -hmm. in light of all the misinformation in today's world. So then it also has the, the word of the week to help build up the kids' vocabulary. Uh, the question section, which is meant to spark a conversation in that household and, and let the kids learn more about the topic. And in the back, we have activity sheets. So every week it changes and there's a lot of puzzles and games. And, and the one few constants are the attainable superpowers from Captain Mail. Uh, for this week, it's courageous. And it, it's really meant to be all these new morals and values that they might not know and things like kindness, honesty, determination, creativity. So they learn about it and how they can use it in their own life. The song of the week, which is all classical music and nature, mm -hmm. And, and we hope that the kids will listen to the music while they're doing all the activities and, and benefit from, you know, all, all the great things that come from the kids listening to the music. And we have a Spotify playlist that, you know, anyone can find. It's just called Captain Mail, where we host all the songs. And, and then finally, this enrichment activity, which is another activity for the kids to do and prolong this experience. And then uh, another part of the, the letters is the fact that it comes with the paper craft toys. So every week... Yes. The, get a new toy correlating to the theme for the spice letters a little salt and pepper shaker <laughs> i love that yeah yeah it, it comes on a on a card like this the kids cut it out they fold it they tape it and they get a a new toy to what they learned about to take that learning into play so that is captain mary in a nutshell and Really, the whole goal is to give these kids uh, a break from the screens, get them engaged with learning and reading in such a fun and unique way, and, and also be able to spend this fun, quality time with their parents, with their caregivers, yeah. in a way that's built for today's attention span of both the kids and the parents. It's not an overwhelming activity. It doesn't require a lot of time, uh, but you can really enjoy and benefit from it and, and provide a lot of value for, for the kids. It's funny how it's such a good idea. Sometimes you hear an idea and you're like, that's so obvious. Like, that's <laughs> such a great idea. I don't know why anyone didn't think of that. So can you take me back to like that, those early conversations when, with your wife, when this idea is kind of changing from something you're just doing with your kids to we can make a business about it? What were those conversations like? Do you remember like a pivotal one where you were or anything like that? Yes. So, you know, admittedly, it, it started after a very lengthy job search that, you of know, course. was not uh, leading to, to as much as I was hoping for. And, you know, I turned to my wife and I said, if I spent all this time doing something besides just searching for jobs and interviewing, 
I feel like I would have more to show for it. And I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to start my own company. And it was just thinking of, you know, the right idea, the right timing, and uh, something that we could actually kind of execute and pull off based on our, our skill set and experience. And, and everything kind of came together during COVID. And it, it was something that, you know, I just fell in love with from the beginning. I was just so excited to start working on it, to, to make more progress. And, and to this date, you know, being almost two years since we launched, I'm just equally as excited and, and grateful to be working on something that I truly love and find a lot of meaning in it. And, and you know, the jury's still out on, on whether or not we can make this into a, a big and successful company, but we're off to a great start and, and we believe in what we're doing. And, and we know and we've seen already how many kids enjoy it and benefit from it. And, and, and that's what gets me excited every day. Yeah, that's half the battle, believing in it, seeing the impact it has on your customers. So love to hear about that. When you were forming this business plan, were subscriptions kind of always part of the plan when you're thinking about a pricing model? Yes, yes. Uh, and I was looking at different models and especially considering this idea and you know, just doing some research on e-commerce in general and knowing how hard the acquisition side of things are and thinking about the fact if we can you know, acquire a customer once and have that repeat purchase is something that would help us uh, tremendously be able to predict that revenue and, and know that we we have a, a business that can scale. So I was always interested in subscriptions. You know, it fit well with, with the kind of product and offer that we're doing. And I couldn't be more grateful to finally be on, on Recharge and, and have met you and the team, you know, in a recent event that you guys had in New York and I truly love this software. We, we had a few different other uh, subscription softwares beforehand, and I just didn't have that same kind of confidence and peace of mind that everything is working properly, the data is accurate, and, and it's mostly reliable for, for the self-serve platform that our customers can log in and, and make different changes. So, uh, you know, I'm finally that now we're on recharge. We've been on recharge, I think, for at least five or six months now, and and things have just been so smooth and easy. And really grateful for you and the team to, you know, encourage me and, and find ways to help a, a small business like ours. It means the world to me. Oh, we really appreciate that. Oh, mm -hmm. seriously. And it was just a delight meeting you at that event and hearing you speak about Captain Mail. Instantly, I was like, we gotta have Daniel on. I love this idea. My, my director of comms and I just loved the idea. Um. I, I think these are really valuable um, insights. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that stands out when you think about that first year of running the business, you're, you're off the ground. Is there anything that stands out that you go, if I could talk to Daniel back then and say, yeah. hey, do this or don't do this. Is there anything that stands out? Yeah, man, that's a great question. And, um, you know, I, I from time to time look back and some <laughs> of the things we made and think of, you know, how we could have done things better or, yeah. or more efficiently. And, um, for us, it was, I wish we've had more experience in marketing before starting this or had a more fleshed out marketing plan. So, mm -hmm. you know, when, when we started this and came up with the concept, admittedly, we, we didn't know what people are going to think of it. We know we hope they would like it. We hope they would see the value in it. But we also decided to bootstrap the company, right? We didn't think that we could necessarily raise a lot of money considering our, you know, our experience and the kind of idea of it is. And we thought, let's just try it. You know, it, it didn't require a huge amount of upfront investment to start. And the idea wasn't perfect when we started either. We kind of just 
let's put something out there. So yeah. I, I designed and built the first version of our website. Um, the product at first wasn't as robust with as many different activities and ideas. Um, it took a while to even think of the papercraft toy. We were giving out other inserts and other kind of stuff for the kids. But then once the idea for the toy came and then things started to pick up and, and we're able to really figure out how we can become this really exciting offering. Um, so I think having more of an idea of how we were going to market it. So at first it was just testing it, seeing if we can get some traction, what people would say. And then we we made that happen. So we, we were able to build the website. We were able to figure out the product. We figured out distribution. And as you said, you know, it's a nice idea. It's a great idea. You know, people will hear about it, really like it. People try to really love it. But it's been extremely hard to get the word out without That's a big it. budget. So we, we've kind of figured out some organic, free ways to start. If it's word of mouth, reaching out to our friends and family in the community. Uh, then we started to do uh, virtual fundraisers with uh, uh, schools and, and children organizations. So either through the PTA um, and, and also now uh, we did uh, farmer markets and, and holiday. Oh, great. Any way to kind of start yeah. free, but now we finally started some of our, our, our digital marketing efforts and, you know, Facebook ads and Google ads and affiliate programs and everything else that goes into this to really try and get the word out as best as we can and get as many people excited about us and, and hopefully wanting to sign up. Speaking about, you're referring to educators, yeah. and part of why I've enjoyed talking to you so much is how thoughtful you are throughout this whole experience. You you mm -hmm. mentioned to me in our pre-call, listen, we know your wife and I, yeah. uh, your wife and yourself, rather, you're not traditional educators. So you yeah. wanted to show, you mentioned Britannic, Britannica. Yeah. How important was that, having that, that, that trust, building that trust and partnering with these types of institutions? Yeah, that was... Um the most important part of, of starting the business. And, and that's the first thing I, I worked on when we started was securing that partnership with Encyclopedia Britannica, being able to license the content from them. And as you said, you know, I myself am not a, a traditional educator. My wife is not a traditional educator. And we wanted people to know, especially our customers, that it's not me and my wife writing this information or coming up with it. This is, you know, uh, a very credible institution that's been around for hundreds of years and, and they have so much, you know, quality assurance in place and quality checks and information checks. And we were so excited to to be able to work with them. And that wasn't easy. You know, I basically had to <laughs> them for, for months to, to take a call with Please. me yeah. <laughs> and, and explain to them what we're doing. And, and they saw the merit and they thought it was, it was a wonderful idea. And they were able to, to help us come with that. But we took a step further. We, we then, um, uh, worked with uh, educational advisors. So we have uh, uh, one of our main educational advisors, his name is Talia Kovacs. She is a literacy consultant. So she was a teacher in, in a school for many different years. And then she started her own literacy consulting practice. Uh, and she's been instrumental in being able to uh, help help us think of, you know, what to do, what not to do, how to curate the letters. Uh, and then we work with curriculum writers as well for some of the attainable superpowers, the questions, the word of the week, the enrichment activities. So we're really trying to do this as best as we can with people who have direct experience with, with our target age range, which is five to nine-year-olds, and, and really make this the best possible product that we possibly can. From educational proof, what about social proof? And I'll brag for you. I'm on your yeah. website, you yeah. got 12,000 plus yes. reviews. 
Yes. All, basically all five stars. It's like 4.76. I would say that's like 12,000 five-star reviews. How important is that to get to get that feedback from customers that yeah. they're enjoying the product? Yeah, that, that's been huge for us. And um, that's part of the marketing strategy as well. And, you know, we're lucky in the sense that our, our letters are fairly cheap for us to, to send out and, and get people excited about this. So even when we started the company, uh, we did a pilot with, uh, I think, 3,000 people at the time. And, I was excited to see how many people were, were signing up for the pilot. And, and in exchange, we gave them a free letter and we wanted to get their feedback and what did they think about it. And it was a whole survey of things for them to kind of fill out. And based on that feedback, we iterated the product. We, we figured out, you know, the price points and, and was able to collect a lot of those reviews. And, and then we realized, you know, this is something we shouldn't just stop at the pilot. Let's just do this continuously. So basically everyone I meet, I offer them a free sample in exchange for a review. And it's it's a consistent source of, you know, feedback coming in, information, testimonials that we can then use. We also, you know, have a lot of our customers who have left reviews. Uh, but admittedly, when we offer that free sample, that's been a really effective way to, to get those reviews and build those up. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, people see the value in what we're doing and, and are leaving such good reviews and marks. And I think part of that is because it's very unique, you know, it, yep. and, and, and it works, you know, it's a, it's a very simple formula that kids love getting mail, seeing oh, yeah. their on it. And then the anticipation each week of what's going to be the theme, what's going to be the artwork, the games, what's going to be the toy. And, and they know they get to spend this quality time with their parents, the caregivers to do it together with them. And, and I think that's what we take the most pride out of that. You know, it's a very simple and small business at the moment, but it, it can create such a fun, unique value to the families on, on a weekly basis uh, and, and do something really special. It's like when a kid gets a letter around the holidays from relatives or Santa, yeah. whatever it is. It's so exciting, except multiply that by what, 52 weeks? Like, let's exactly. keep that magic going. Exactly. Um, one more thing that I noticed on your website that I wanted to chat about with you, because I know it's close to your heart, is uh, all these letters are eco-friendly as well. And, and maybe just taking a moment to talk about the importance of making sure you're you're doing right by sustainability efforts. Yes, exactly. And, um, you know, just looking at my own consumption since we of toys, since we had our own children, and a lot of it is, is plastic and, you know, the kids play with it for a handful of times, but after that, that excitement fades away and all these toys are just shoved into, you know, drawers around our house or, or you know, we're trying to donate them or give them away. And I felt like there could be a better solution to that than just accumulating all this stuff that in the end of the day clutters your house and, and the, grows, the kids grow out of. So, and for me, you know, it's, it's a personal kind of lifestyle of, of try my best to reduce my, my footprint to, to be conscientious of the environment and, and how I can live a life that, you know, would minimize any harm and, and that my kids and hopefully one day my grandkids can have a planet that they can live on and, and have the same kind of experience that we do. And, um, I'm very proud that we are able to make everything made out of, you know, recyclable materials and, and, it doesn't take too much clutter, right? The whole goal is, is almost like the kids building their own encyclopedia set. So they can yeah. get our, our folders. I can show you have one next to me. So they, they get a folder at the start of, of the program. Oh, they can keep their letters in the folder and build their own encyclopedia set over time. So it's it's neat. It, it fits in your house and you can revisit the letters and, and do all the activities again. And that's a big part of the experience. 
So clever. Uh, thinking about the future, let's say things keep taking off, things keep going up and up for Captain Mill. What, what's next? What would you guys like to keep doing? What would you guys like to keep exploring with the company? Yeah, I love that question and, and something I think about regularly, even though <laughs> yeah. we're trying to make this, uh, this work as best as we can. But the goal for us is to build a universe around Captain Mail. So it would be something that starts through the mail, you meet the character there, you, you have this fun experience with the letters, but we would love to build more characters around the, uh, around Captain Mail, maybe even make a, a TV show or a movie that could be a way to get people excited and learn more about what we're doing. And, and then brand out, you know, merchandise, clothing, everything around the brand. So not being a single product that's just mail and, and papercraft toys, but this unique, fun experience uh, of meeting a character that, is the kid's sidekick, right? We believe the kids are the heroes and Captain Mail is the kid's sidekick who gives them these fun educational letters, these attainable superpowers and, and be this positive influence on their life. So, you know, I've, it stemmed from my own experience with my children, seeing some of the shows that they watch and a lot of them are terrific, but a, a lot of it is, you know, fantasy and make-believe. And I wanted to have something that can teach my kids practical things that, I can be the one who can explain to them at their level and something that they can remember going forward in their life. And an example of that is, you know, we have a, a letter all about the weather. So how do they learn how to read the temperatures and how does the thermometer work, right? So like really make it fun in the, in the toilet, the little thermometer, right? Or, or how to tell time, how to read a clock. And, and, and the letter's all about time and the toy's a clock and they can adjust it and we can explain it together. So it's really things like that that got me excited and, I've heard so many people say, and even my own experience of things that they have these great memories from their parents teaching them things at a young age. You know, it's like my father taking me on a fishing trip or, or my mom taught me how to, you know, do something around the house, whatever it is. And, and for me, this is kind of creating that opportunity to teach my kids something new every single week and open up their mind to all these different topics that they might otherwise just not be exposed to or, or reinforce what they're learning already in school. So if I was just thinking that I was going to, I was waiting for you to finish because I didn't want to interrupt, but I was thinking about some of my favorite memories and they seem so ordinary at the time, but sitting around the dinner table with my parents and my sister, and we would either be learning from an encyclopedia, just like, Hey, let's check this out. Or like doing trivia and just learning fun things like that. But it's just part of the family discourse. We're all experiencing it together. And those are cherished memories. Those are great. You know, those are the family times you look back on with such fondness. So this being a spark, a catalyst to those conversations um, is why I'm so attached to the idea. I love it. Well, well I appreciate that. And yeah, it's it's been an unbelievable journey. You know, we, we're still in the thick of it. We, we're still trying to make it all work and, and, and continue this dream. But I've enjoyed every second of it. And I think that's part of the secret of, you know, getting something off the ground, especially bootstrapping is you, you have to find that something that you're excited about, that you love doing, that you find meaning in it. And it just makes things so much easier. Cause you know, this better than I do. It's hard. The grind is hard. I'm sure there's yeah. good days. I'm sure there's bad days, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. And from all the other entrepreneurs I've talked to, it's when you have that passion, that's what can drive you and give you that extra fuel. Yes. Yes. And, and for me, there's, there's an extra, level of motivation to this so you know growing up i, I grew up with, with learning disabilities I, i'm dyslexic and it's something that was very hard for me as a kid to overcome to learn how to read to learn how to write 
And everybody would talk to me of how important school is and how important education is. And it, it was just hard for me to, to wrap my mind as a young kid around that. And nobody could get me excited about learning how to read or trying. And, and I think I bring this unique perspective to this uh, of a kid who, and, and now a kid at heart, you know, who, mm-hmm. who was struggling with that, but overcame a lot of those challenges and was able to find some success at large companies, go to college, now start my own business. And being dyslexic is hereditary. So there's a good chance that one of our children might have it or, or, or somebody in the family. And, and I wanted to do everything a father can do. I think about, um, sorry to interrupt you. I know you want to take a moment there. We were chatting too. I think about myself as a kid and, and I wasn't a avid reader at first. I love I love literature now, but you were mentioning, and I see it on the wall behind you, if you're listening to this podcast, imagine a beautiful wall of these letters with colors and vibrance. I can see a volcano. I can see so much stuff. And you were mentioning, and I, I related to this, yeah. colors, vibrancy, drawing you in, how important that was. Yep, yep. So for me, you know, I, I couldn't read a lot of the books that I got as a kid or even in the library, but seeing some of these book covers, right? That kind of was my window into the book and what it's about. And, and I remember being drawn to some of these books that were beautifully designed, but having the covers beautifully designed. And I thought, you know, if we can simplify this as a one page and just make it so visually appealing to kids, this beautiful artwork, and for them to start getting interested, okay, what's, what is this all about? And, and then the education is infused around the artwork and, and to make it not so intimidating, to make it fun and easy. And there's no rules to this, right? You can start whenever you want. You want to start by reading it. You want to start by the games, with the toy. Let the kids improvise. Let them lead. Do it with them. Encourage them to do it. And, and build those habits at a young age of learning and reading and, and seeking out new information. And I really am curious to see what's going to happen in 10, 15 years with the kids who were subscribers now and follow them, hopefully, or get in touch with them and see how it may have impact them or hear from them. And I hope that if we influence even just one or two kids to to fall in love and learning and give them a better outcome in their life, I think that's something extremely meaningful and worth doing. And that's why you know I'm so excited about this. And if I can... Me, my wife, my family, the business can make a, a positive impact on, on, on young kids and hopefully through that make the world a little bit better. I don't know what else, uh, you know, is worth working on. I mean, that that's what gets me really excited. Daniel, 12,000 five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, reflecting on my own childhood, I can assuredly promise you, you guys have already made a difference in these I appreciate lives. It. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to keep going and, and figure out more we can do, you know, we beyond the direct-to-consumer, we're looking to establish as many partnerships as we can as well, right, with, with schools, with charitable organizations, uh, for example, like the Big Brother, Big Sister organization, that's an organization we would love to work with to have the letters uh, facilitate between the bigs and the littles, or, or even do brand collaborations, like we're in touch now with some very big meal kit companies who have meals for kids. So and smart. Yeah, we would love to, for them to include the letters with the food that the kids get, and make that experience even more fun and exciting and now they get the food, but also this fun educational letter and the toy. And instead of maybe the kids watching TV, they can have this meaningful educational conversation around the kitchen table. And um, there's, there's so much we can do with this, but we, we have to focus on, on you know, getting this right and, and building a right brand and, and treating the customers the right way and, and, and 
finding ways to really provide value right to the that's customers it. that's what we focus on and how much value can we we, we provide to them and now uh, we send out weekly emails to the customers letting them know that the letters are the way and what to expect and what we've realized that this has been a great way to connect uh, family members loved ones to the kids so for example a, a lot of our customers are grandparents and then grandmas have been you know our great customers and this way it's almost like them visiting the kids every week the, the kids are excited to get that letter they say it helps build that attachment between them the grandparents get the email they can see what the kids are learning about and have that excuse to call them connect exactly and build that connection so that's been a big fun part of this as well yeah another great conversation starter call yes. grandma tell them what you learned this week like exactly. so excited to learn about space or i love that uh we usually plug this at the end but we got to plug it now daniel if someone wanted to get in touch with you to talk about some of these opportunities where should they reach you yep so you can reach me at, at my email is just daniel at captainmailkids.com or you can find me on linkedin daniel Somer. you know i love hearing from people i love having conversations about what we're doing and in the same token I love to try and help as much as I can as well, right? We're not a big established company yet, but every opportunity that I can to lend some advice, to share what's worked for us, um, or, or to inspire someone through what we're doing, uh, I'd love to do it. And it's something that I truly enjoy. And we donate a lot of letters, you know, even though we're not big and profitable, it's been important to me. I, I've met a a woman recently who runs a non-for-profit in, in Kenya, supporting some kids over there with education and literacy. And, and I was so inspired by her story and her, you know, leaving a very comfortable life in the U.S. to go there and help these kids. And I said, the very least I could do is donate a few hundred letters and 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 and, 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 and do something nice for the kids. And um, it was such a successful program. You know, the kids loved it, and and, and it helped proves this, this assumption and theory that I had that any kid from any walk of life, any socioeconomic background, religion, or culture can benefit from the letter in the same way, right? You don't need a high-speed internet connection or this big flat screen street, you know, TV. You can enjoy it, benefit, learn from it. And I'm hoping maybe that one day some of the kids who, who get it all over the world will meet in university or maybe in, in the workplace one day. And it's something they can bond over together. Oh, I, I used to get letters from Captain Mail. Oh, me too. And, and and just have that something in common that can help spark that friendship. So, you know, I, I actively seek out those opportunities. But if, if anyone's listening and we you think our letters can help with your mission or your cause, please do get in touch with me because, you know, it's something I would love to do and help as many people as we can. We will link all of those addresses in the footnotes um, on the page itself. So you can check them out there. Uh, Danny, it was so great to talk to you. I love hearing about Captain Mail. I could talk to you all day long. Um, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, I just want to thank you. You know, I, I, I followed your story a little bit and you being in between jobs and you, yep. you know, now having your, your podcast and you're an inspiration to me. People who, who follow their dreams, they chase it. And, and, and I'm so grateful for you taking the, the time to speak with me, to have me on the show and, and I had the pleasure of speaking with you. And, and we want to give something to, to the audience too. So That's right. anybody who's listening, and uh, if you want to try Captain Mail, you know, please visit our website at captainmailkids.com. And, and I created the code RECHARGE, which will give you $10 off any of your, your orders. And I hope you give us a try. It, it really is a fun, unique product. And it would mean the world to me and my family. So so thank you so much for having me on the show, Scotty. And I, I look forward to staying in touch. 
same here. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. And I wish you guys and Captain Mail the rest of the luck for the best of the year. Thank you so year. much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I just butchered the ending, Dan. I just butchered it. <laughs> We'd like to thank Daniel so much for joining us. If you're interested in Captain Mail, you can head over to CaptainMailKids.com. And if you're looking for more of our episodes, you can check us out at RechargePayments.com slash hit subscribe.